everyone and welcome to episode 23 of the Seals podcast. I'm your host Albert Davis and welcome to the home of your official Chester FC podcast. You can catch up on every episode so far on the sealspodcast.buzzsprout.com and we're on all of your favourite apps including Apple and Spotify. We've got manager Callum McIntyre joining us on today's show and also two players in Danny Devine and new signing Harry McHugh. But first, I'm delighted to welcome Vice Chair Jim Green to this episode. Jim, I'm sure it's been a busy day for you as part of the football portfolio of the club here today, waiting for an update. And obviously that update now is that we have no game this weekend against Spennymore. Yeah, um, it's um, obviously very, very sad time. Um, and I guess, although it's something which, as a country, we've had a long time to prepare for, um, you're never quite sure what people's reaction and what the response of the public will be. Um, so I guess you have to take stock. And obviously there's been lots of uh, discussions, high-level discussions, I'm sure, last night and again through the, through this morning. Um, but as a football club, we've just been waiting for the outcome of those discussions to find out um, what the, what was happening with this weekend and what, what the sort of immediate response was um, whilst there's a period of national mourning. Um, so, yeah, it's been... Uh, been been a, a sort of uh, waiting by the the phone and waiting by the, the the laptop for emails to drop through, but um, obviously it's a fully understandable situation. Absolutely, and obviously as it stands, we will be back in action on Tuesday night here against Southport. Um, looking back though, seven games in, eight points for us at the start of what is a, a really fresh start for the football club. It, it's been a steady start. Obviously, mitigating circumstances in terms of injuries, but the progress on the field has, has certainly been there for those to see, hasn't it? Yeah, I think there's been some really, really good, uh, encouraging signs. Um, I'm sure there's been a, a, a couple of things that, that the supporters have been less encouraged by, and I'm sure Callum and the staff have been less encouraged by. But on the whole, um, I, I think we, that, you know, everybody should be really pleased and, and hopefully excited by by what we've seen over the first first sort of part of the season. Um, I think the new signings, um, and we probably forget the fact that it is such a new, a new team. Um, you know, Callum's had to sort of effectively rebuild the squad. We only had two players contracted at the end of last season. Um, a lot of new faces come in. Um, there's a new, new training model, which, um, you know, is, is, is different for everybody to adapt to. So it has been a big, a big change this summer. Um, and perhaps I probably include myself in this. We may be overlooked that that level of change and, and how, how, you know, it might take a few weeks for things to settle down. But I think on the whole, there's been some really positive performances, been some great football, um, been already some really memorable moments. Um, and I'm really looking forward to the rest of the season. Thanks to Jim for joining me. Now we move on to our next three interviews. And please note, all of these were pre-recorded prior to today's announcement. The Spennymore game has been postponed. So Danny, Harry and Callum will all draw reference to Saturday's game, but we felt there's still plenty for supporters to hear from, from our guests, and look ahead to now what is two very important home games coming back-to-back this week. So first, here's midfielder Danny Devine. Danny, we're looking ahead to a tough test on Saturday, a trip to the North East and Spennymore, but with two unbeaten, there's a chance to go there and build some more momentum, isn't there? Yeah, definitely, um, especially off uh, the back of the second half performance uh, the other day. Um, I thought that's arguably the best that we've played so far this season, so hopefully we can do it for the 90 minutes this time and hopefully come away with three points. 
In terms of looking back at that game, at, at half-time, I think a lot of people would probably say that wasn't a 3-0 kind of game. Their two goals come early on, the penalty, and then a, a, an unbelievable strike from the halfway line. But it just shows the spirit, doesn't it, of the lads to, to battle back from 3-0 down, such a mountain to climb, but, but climb it we did. Yeah, definitely. Um, obviously, we know the first half weren't good enough uh, from everyone. Um, we know we're much better than that. And uh, we stuck to, we stuck together and came out the second half and uh, showed showed what we, we are capable of. So hopefully Saturday we can do that from the first whistle this time. For you personally, it must be nice to get on the score sheet and to score in the way that you did. Yeah, because uh, I, I don't score that often. So <laughs> hopefully hopefully it'll be a sign of things to come and uh, I can chip in with a few more goals this season. Obviously, we got that first away win as a club last season. It took until uh, Boxing Day to get that first away win. So, how important was it against Curzon in the last game, uh, last away game rather, to, to get off the mark early on? Yeah, it's always important, especially away from home, that you you pick up points um, because if you if you're struggling away from home, you, you're going to struggle in in the league. Um, you, you need to be picking up points, whether you, you draw or or win, as long as you you're not getting beat. Um, you should you should be okay coming the end of the season. For you personally, coming in off the back of the opening game of the season, wh what's it been like for you so far at this football club? Yeah, I've loved it. Um, the lads, the gaffer, they've all made me feel welcome. Uh, so it's a great group. Some good some good players in this in this team as well. So hopefully we can achieve something together this year. Obviously, for you as a, as a player, always been an EFL player, to, to make the decision to, to come into non-league football and, and to sign for Chester, what what was the, the biggest sort of temptation for you to sign for this club? Just after speaking to the gaffer, um, he, re he really sold the club to me. Um, and just, just so I can have a season getting playing playing regular football, because I've not, I've not had that as much as I'd like so far in my career. So hopefully that that's just the thing, really, just to be playing and enjoying my football again. Games are coming thick and fast, of course, obviously, with I think it's five games now between now and the end of the month. It could be six, obviously, with the FA Cup as well. A real opportunity, that big word, momentum, again, a chance to build some, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Um, but you've also just got to take each game as it comes. You can't be looking too far ahead because then you take your eye off the ball with, with the games that you've got. Um, so we start, we start with spending more on uh, Saturday and hopefully we'll come away with a good result. A word for the fans as well. Obviously, at three 0 down at half time at home, some crowds perhaps in 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 football might might turn. But the crowd that have, have got to take a lot of credit as well, didn't they? They they stuck with the lads and and throughout this season so far, they've been good, haven't they? Yeah, they've been fantastic. Like you say, um, the other day, I've been I've been in games before where you get you get booed off uh, in them if you're in them situations. So they they stuck with us they were like the 12th man and uh, ultimately they they played a massive part in us coming coming back and getting a point in the game in terms of the group and the the gaffer and the staff what what's the feeling what's the what's the ambition what's the targets this year well we know from what we've done so far we we're capable of having more points on the board um we just need to iron out a few small details cut out silly mistakes um, so we've give, we've give a few sloppy goals away so far. If we can cut them out, I'm sure we'll be we'll be where we want to be come the end of the season. Yesterday, Chester swooped to sign promising Wigan Athletic midfielder Harry McHugh on loan for a month. Here's the 19-year-old after putting pen to paper on his temporary move to the Diva Stadium. Harry, welcome to Chester Football Club. How excited are you to get started here? Yeah, I'm excited to get, get some experience playing men's football and get a good run of games under me belt, hopefully playing men's football and, you know, just get used to the, the physical side of the game and let the 
the meaning of the three points every every week and hopefully just get the ground running there. Tell us a little bit about your story because obviously you've been at, at Wigan, joined from them, the, the Championship Club. Tell us about your story in football so far. Um, I've made a few appearances for the first team, but not not many, but sort of being in and around it a little bit. But I just think it's important to now come out on loan and play some men's football as, and just try and progress as a player. Definitely, as you say, as a player at 19, it must be a really important time for you to, to come out and, and experience that, that first loan. Yeah, definitely. This is my first loan and I just really want to see see what the standard's like in all around the leagues and, and try and get used to playing at a good standard at men's football. And obviously fans will know that you come in as a central midfielder. Tell us a little bit about, about your game and what to expect from you. Yeah, I've got a good range of passing. I like to be a box-to-box midfielder, get in amongst it and hopefully score a few goals. And you've been in with the lads, obviously, for, for training at the at the KGV hub today. What what was that like? What was the group like? Yeah, yeah, the, the lads um, welcomed me. Yeah, it was a warm welcome, and um, the, the intensity of training was quite high, what I expected it to be, and it, yeah, it was a good first session. And we wrap up with the Blues boss, Callum McIntyre. I've spoken about with Jim, eight points from seven games represents some steady progress for the club. Callum looks back on that start with us and looks ahead to, obviously, the now-postponed game with Spennymore, but also Tuesday's home clash with Southport before the FA Cup returns next weekend. So here's Callum on the Seals podcast. Cal, we'll start with looking back to last Saturday, the draw with Kings Lynn, a draw that was 84 years in the making, 3-0 down, at half-time at home to the league leaders in Kings Lynn. You must have been very pleased with the fight back of your side to get a point. Having worked with them this week in training, having watched the game back, I'm sure, and, and analysing it, what are your reflections now on that game? I think your, your reflections are generally going to be different um, you know, towards the end of the, the following week than within 20 minutes of the full-time whistle. And I'm always able to speak now with the, the advantage of having watched the game back uh, several times and also taking the emotion out of it. Um, second half was fantastic. Uh, the amount of entries into their final third, amount of entries into their penalty area to score three goals against an excellent side. I think um need to realise how good Kings Lynn are and the challenges that they give you. So the second half was, was phenomenal. I don't think many teams will score three against them. Be intrigued to see if anyone else scores three over a 45-minute period um, because we were as good as we've been and that was that was so so pleasing and to, to see everyone have that moment players supporters everyone at the club alike uh, with an equaliser the players showed character's an overused word but resilience determination and they were given an opportunity at half time to demonstrate how genuine they are and what the commitment is to the cause here which is what is quite rightly uh, demanded by everyone at the club is absolute commitment um, and Results won't always be perfect. Uh, performances will try and always be there or thereabouts. It won't always happen. But that is the, the non-negotiables and the bare minimums. And I thought the players took that opportunity and it was it was terrific to see how everyone rallied around, whether that is fantastic support in the ground um, and by those that were in the stands. Tremendous support. A performance, yes, full of character, but quality. And that's, that's what was missing in the first half. Watch the first half back. Some stuff didn't quite work out for us. Um, we felt we could use Darren Stevenson as a right wing back to ultimately give us an attacking threat on that side. 
They play quite a unique 3-5-2 where you've got to have three midfielders to match up with their three as a minimum. You play against two out-and-out centre-forwards in Omotoya and Ponticelli, so we wanted to make sure we had um, a back three. Um, so we, we sort of had to match up and we wanted to play two centre-forwards. <sighs> Seeing some stuff around, needing to, to take teams, take the game to teams and uh, trying to assert ourselves at home, really easy to say that. Really easy to say. Um not never easy to do, um, but it's more realistic to do when you have the the resource in terms of players to field your strongest, most attacking side. Uh, when you've got one fit senior midfielder, you have to try and find solutions. So our our stuff that we worked with didn't really work. We struggled in wide centre half positions. We looked a little bit unfamiliar, and we needed to do something a bit more conventional with our wing back. So that's that's what we did at half time. Put Harrison Burke into the back line in terms of an aerial presence. Um, Kieran Coates quite comfortable playing a wing back. It's a system that he's done a lot in his time at Stoke. Lewis Colton's obviously done it at Preston. And we just tweaked, if you like, the front two in terms of their runs, which is, is how the first goal comes about in terms of playing actually a little bit further apart rather than closer together, as strange as that sounds. And look, I see the stuff around doesn't, doesn't look great. Looks 3 0 down half time. We were a disaster for the, the opening minutes of the game and we didn't finish the first half properly. Our overall performance, we actually had more ball in the first half than the second half. We didn't make the right decisions with it. Like I say, we looked unfamiliar in terms of our build-up picture and we've been punished in terms of errors defensively, not defending our third and our box properly. It doesn't matter what shape you play, what personnel goes where, if you make the mistakes we have made at the beginning and the end of the half, you will be 3-0 down. And that isn't taking anything away from an excellent Kingsley inside. But let's be real, that was always going to be a challenge on Saturday. The manner of the first half isn't acceptable. Not sure um, the way to describe it is the way I've seen some of it described. Um, I really, really don't. And that is, I don't know, maybe just something I've got to get used to. Um, but I thought the response from the players in the second half and, and some stuff maybe played out a bit more. We were punished in terms of only getting a point for a very, very poor opening period. Not a poor 45 minutes, poor opening period where you've given a team a 2 0 head start. The second half against what's so far been the strongest team in the division gives massive heart for everyone moving into another tough run of games. You touched on personnel there, obviously. People people might say excuses, but the, the facts are there. The, the players that you've had missing or unavailable, suspended, it's not it's not been easy, obviously. Declan Weeks has been out of the last couple of games, and then I think towards the end of the Kings Lane game, we might have seen a problem with Liam Edwards. Where, where are you at in terms of personnel going into Saturday now? Honestly, not just as a turn of phrase or as an exaggeration. It keeps you awake at night. It's It's been... Challenging. Um, I have not had the opportunity, selfishly, and speak solely about myself and my staff, to put the stamp on things that I would have wanted to put on them in terms of tactically a, an identity uh, in too much detail because we we lose joy. It's been done to death. I've done the names over and over again. I don't think some people, and look, maybe they do understand and they just revel in the negativity. That's the other side of it, is that they actively enjoy those moments. I, I, don't, I, I don't understand that. That's a question for other people. Uh, injuries aren't a small thing at this level when you work with a certain amount of players. If you are going to take, A, the volume of players have had injured, yes, but in key areas, in our centre midfield areas, where you would have looked of hoped to field a midfield three that would have potentially George Glendon, Declan Weeks, uh, in front of whether it's Louis Hill, 
we've used Alex Kenyon there. We've used Joe Lynch, who's done really, really well before his suspension. When you remove players of that quality and then you limit, you forget the opening day at Alfred and we've got an 18-year-old left-back playing right-back, Lewis Coulter making his debut, and a 20-year-old and 19-year-old centre-half. The, the areas and the real intensity of those injuries means that, I go back to it before, I, I know how I would like us to play against Kings Lynn, pound for pound, toe-to-toe, -to -toe, at home, here at the Diva with the crowd behind us. But if we are, what was comments around... Um, Play players in the proper positions, right? No problem. We'll play with five defenders, uh, one midfielder, and four forwards. And let's hope that works out for us, because because that's what we've got. So every week, uh, it isn't so much about wanting to set up about affect the opposition. It's about trying to find solutions to problems. And the problem on Saturday was how do we keep a midfield three to deal with their midfield three, and um, ultimately defend against their their front two. You, you have to change shape. So it's been so, so difficult. Uh, I don't envisage us getting any anyone back in the short term. Obviously, the suspensions apply for the Saturday, Tuesday, it's ahead. The challenge for me for the Saturday, Tuesday is find those solutions, try and get our best pegs in the best possible holes and go from there. The the character of the lads that have played game after game after game after game have been phenomenal. And I hope what you've seen is tactically maybe not the ideal situation what we want it to be. Um is a team, like I say, full of absolute commitment. We've tried to be very solid, as strange as that sounds. A team that concede three goals, one's a penalty, one is an unbelievable strike from the halfway line. We've tried to improve that side of things um, as and when we get more players back there out on the pitch. And it isn't the same for every team. I've not seen any team that's had the problems that we've had. Um, as and when, we'll improve. But what I will say, the, the challenge is Saturday, Tuesday. It's about the here and now and working with, with what is available. At the time of talking, obviously you've managed to bring one through the door as well, though, in, in the loan signing of Harry McHugh from Wigan Athletic. What will he bring to your group? Uh, really important to have brought a centre midfielder in. It was so important. Someone that is... Look at what, what we used in centre midfield in recent games. Um, Alex Kenyon has been outstanding at centre-half. Uh, done really good job for us in centre midfield. It's about where we use him. You've seen Danny Devine improve game to game. The sharper he's got almost tried to replicate the, the pre-season that he's missed. And then we, we have been square pegging. So to ensure that we've had an older head at centre-half playing Alex Kenyon, uh, Harrison Burke's moved into a midfield role where what will Harrison give you? He'll cover the ground more than anyone else. His data, his, his distance covered and his speed stuff's really impressive. Um, and defensive attributes in terms of second balls and the positions he takes up. In the same way, Ewan Murray will give you a ball carrier. Um, will also probably top those those running statistics uh, around distance covered. But his best pictures, as shown in the second half on Saturday, will come close, close to the opposition goal. All of a sudden, if two of your three midfield players, regardless of what system you're playing, um, whatever people think you've plucked from the sky that day, um, that limits you massively. So we wanted to bring in a genuine out-and-out -out midfield player. Bags of quality, covers the ground, um, aggressive. And what you find with these lone players in the scenario that Harry's in is real hunger and appetite to improve. He's been in and around Wigan's first team um, in different competitions. Uh, for him, this was the next step of going and playing senior football. We we appreciate that that relationship we've got with the the staff at Wigan, particularly that we've we've been able to sort of provide that for Harry. And we're quite excited that it will give us some options to be a little bit more, you know, what the words conventional and be able to have at least have two. If we choose to play a three in midfield, two of those three um, that are a little bit more suited to the, those natural roles. So, delighted to have got it done. We've we've had to utilise our contacts and and work out what's available. So, to have been able to bring a player of Harry's 
um, quality in at such short notice is, is really exciting for us. And obviously we're going into a really busy seven days, three games, a trip to the northeast. Benny Moore coming up first and foremost this Saturday. Yeah, what well, look, since since I've come into the, the football club I've I've wanted to try and uh, repair would be the, the first role and that's repair at times relationships with players from the club you forget, I had to do everything around contract negotiations, retention, recruitment then repair the programme and just try and put real clarity and structure into what we were trying to do as an operation. But part of it was repairing the bond between uh, the football team and the supporters. And we are, we're going some way to doing that. I think you can see that the supporters have played their part in terms of having an open mind and, and wiping the slate clean and the players with their performances, the type of performances, the style of performances have, have done that. Um, and I wanted to sort of try and eradicate some of the, the typical Chester and look, we, we weren't able to do that on the opening day. We weren't able to do that with Hereford with a bigger crowd. One of them is our record in the North East. It's, it's become a, a stick that we beat ourselves with. It's our first opportunity to try and improve our record up there. Uh, someone who never got a point at Spennymoor. Um, so it's a real good opportunity with, with not loads to build on, something to try and improve. Be a very, very tough game. Uh, lots of good players in that Spennymoor team that have had a, a decent start. And then, like you say, the, the Tuesday night at Southport. We've got to make sure that the effort in the second half of the Kings Lynn game doesn't go to waste. And ultimately, it's a point that you've earned to back up with some three points somewhere else, whether that is away at Spennymore, then again at Southport. But it, it's difficult, isn't it? We, we know what the end goal is. The end goal, eventually, whenever that is, has got to be promotion out of this division because we're Chester Football Club and, and we need to be playing uh, at a level closer to, to where we all believe we should be. But in saying that, we are from a starting point where saying we're Chester Football Club does not win us games of football. It doesn't get us points. It's similar to the FA Cup thing, saying, oh, we're playing at a club we've never heard of in the FA Cup. Some of our supporters, you won't hear that from the staff. You won't hear that from the players. It's a dangerous mentality that believe in there's an entitlement that we will be a side that finished 16th last season. We will click our fingers, sign some players, and like I say, we'll finish in the, the top top seven, the top three, whatever it is, whatever people's expectations are. The end goal uh, is achievable from a starting position. And at times I worry that people think the starting position we had is something different than it actually was. So these two games give us an opportunity to build on what's been an okay start, given our starting position. In the same way, the ability to go and put points on the board will be really, really important. I think it's a massive 10 days, massive 10 days for the football club, for the, the Saturday, Tuesday game that's coming up. And then, like you say, the, the FA Cup. Yeah, something you touched on there, obviously the FA Cup. One of the words, obviously, talking to, to Danny Devine earlier is, is about momentum. Is it just that opportunity where you're too unbeaten now, you've, you've got a point from Kings Lynn, you go into Spennymoor, then Southport at home, and also Pontefract Collieries in the FA Cup at home, a chance to, to start to build some momentum now? I think, look, the first we're thinking about Saturday, and after Saturday we'll think about Tuesday. What I would say on the face of it, we want to improve that record in the northeast. We want to back up that Kings Lynn point with three. Saturday gives us the first chance to do that. In the same way, our performances at home have been okay or good. We need to make sure we start winning some of our own games. Tuesday gives us an opportunity to do that. What I will say to every supporter and everyone at the football club, we'll make the FA Cup important. I can't think about it until Wednesday morning because we are Saturday, then we are Tuesday in those league games. Um, we will not sniff at the FA Cup. And in the same way, we won't sniff our opposition. Some people won't thank me for saying this. These are the harsh realities now. The gap between the National League North and the National League is bigger than the gap between the National League North and the Evo Stick Division 1. I'm telling you now, because I've worked at both levels. 
I'm telling you now, there is a gulf between the Conference North and the National League. You see it and you see those teams and you see a Gateshead team that are playing really well now. I, I love the way Gateshead play that was so strong in this division last year that haven't been able to go and cement themselves positionally in that division above. It is so, so, so difficult. And until at times the mindset changes from we're Chester, we should be there, Stockport had to do it. York City had to do it. That promotion will find a way out of it. But the realisation is the quality in the Northern Premier League divisions, and I use divisions, plural, I know about it. <laughs> I've seen it at financially what some of those clubs are able to do, and it isn't right to just name clubs and what they pay. But you, we can't compete, and not just us, plenty of clubs at this level, because it changed and COVID changed everything. Players made decisions for stability. We're going to play against a Pontefract Colliery side that will be as strong as a workshop side that took uh, Chester penalties two seasons ago. Don't underestimate that. What the players that were here last season were aware of, um, given the manner in which went out the FA Cup, that they owe the supporters of the football club a performance and a result in the FA Cup. But anyone that thinks we are well to draw and we're at home, it's going to be an incredibly difficult test, the way it would with any side in that division, any side in the Northern Premier League. I've been on the other side of that coin. I've been in a dressing room playing against Gateshead and being a, a goal overruled away from taking them to a replay. So... What we need is massive commitment from everyone. We will make it so, so important to the players because I know what it means to the football club and how important it is and I know how important it is to the supporters. I live and breathe that. And trust me, every every little bit of this role, I'm, I'm feeling it at the way people will and probably more than most that have, have gone in this role before. But the FA Cup, it's an opportunity for so many different reasons. So when it comes around, we'll make it very, very important. But let's be really real. Pontefract Colliery's are going to come here and believe that they can progress in the competition. I know that. I know a little bit about them and what they'll be, and I know about that level. We've got to make sure that our attitude's right, but attitude won't be enough. We'll have to bring that quality as well. But for now, we park that Saturday, Tuesday, and then, um, yeah, onto some cup action. So thanks to all my guests for joining us on what has been a very different episode of the podcast. Thanks for listening, and hopefully we will see you down at the Diva on Tuesday when we play host to Southport. Bye for now. Mm-hmm.